Hello everyone, welcome to episode 62 of FPL Bros. This is Microphone One with your boy Kojo on there. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Steric here. Uh, how's your week been? Have you enjoyed your break like some of the players have? <laughs> Why, what will they be doing? They'll be going to like uh, Dubai in that. Is that what they've been up to? Do you know, some, some have been going to Dubai, some have been going to Ghana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some have been um, leaving Cameroon. Yeah, <laughs> coming back to no. the UK. I, I no, I've just been working hard. I've just been working my backside off. These lazy yeah. work shy players. What do they know about that? Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, we're still waiting for game week. 23 to finish uh, it's yeah. got to be the longest game week in the history of you know <laughs> uh, uh, the history of the world um so far i've got 27 points which is three below the average uh but i've got a cheeky mankilo four points to come off the bench nice I'm, yeah yeah i i you know um it's nice when that works out for you obviously yeah. i captained one of the watford strikers but fortunately for me i captained king so um, here's hoping for a hat trick. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, also I have Ben Foster in goal, uh, but I've got Ramsdale on the bench with eight points. So I don't know about how I feel about that. Ouch, um, that's ben, yeah, yeah, Ben Foster got COVIDed out of uh, the, the first Watford game. And then in that time, uh, Watford sacked Ranieri. And now they've got um, Hudson in charge. So I... Don't know if he's going to play Foster. He might play Foster. He might end up with a two-pointer. Um, to be honest with you, I think I would prefer that Foster doesn't play. And uh, Foster comes in and says, yeah, the reason why Watchford have been doing so badly is because of Ben Foster. And <laughs> I get Ramsdale's eight points. But again, it's just wishful thinking, like hoping that King is going to get some sort of hat-trick. So um, that that's where I am at the moment. Cool, cool. I'm on 28, um, and I've still got King captain to play a second game um unfortunately i'm only getting two points off my bench in the form of dawson Mankilo is my second um defend defender sub so i'm a bit um gutted about that yeah yeah it's one of those things really um yeah i, I didn't even think Mankilo was going to play i thought he's done i mean if he wasn't <laughs> for a, a newcastle he's definitely done now because they've got new fullbacks up in there so yeah um yeah uh, anyway, okay, so this episode, uh, again, it's a nice short one, and we thought we'd just look at a few of the major signings uh, which came in during the January transfer window. Uh, yeah. Before I get started with that, I'd just like to say I'm well aware a double game week has been announced for game week 24 and for game week 26, but we will uh, tackle those in another episode. So this episode, yeah. we're just going to run our eye quickly through over some of the major signings and uh, I thought we'd get kicked off uh, with uh, Diaz uh, who came into Liverpool uh, a left winger left-sided forward I believe and he's in the game for eight million any thoughts yeah I think um, there's going to be some competition there isn't there between him and Mane um, I think Mane is still going to start I think Diaz is going to be the Jota to Firmino as 
um, sorry, yeah, Diaz is going to be the Jota to Firmino as he's going to be to, Mar- to Mane. So I think he will get some sub appearances. I think he's going to be an extremely good signing, but it's going to be one of those things where unless Mane is injured mm. um, or has played in the um, one of the cup games, so it could be Champions League or something, one mm. of the European competitions midweek um, and Liverpool have a weekend game, there's, there's, there's no chance I can see um, Diaz starting over him. But I think it's a great, great signing. Yeah. Um, just obviously that the roulette is going to start um, <laughs> flying is. now. The interesting thing is, is Jota also plays on the left. Uh, so, and I know that uh, Oxley Chamberlain sometimes gets a run out uh, uh, yeah. in part of the front three as well. And uh, Minamino again, does he play in the middle or is he on on the left or the right? What's the story with him? So, so I'll be honest. Jota started off on the left. Yeah, I think Klopp realised he was better better in the middle. Mm. Um, so then he put him in the middle. But then when he plays Minamino, he usually plays him on the right. Uh-huh. Um, so usually he plays Minamino on the right. Yeah. Then he plays Jota on in the middle. The only time Jota doesn't play in the middle and he plays on the left is when Origi's playing in the middle. Three. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a free. It depends on who's playing at the time. I think that's how yeah. it works. Okay, um, I think you're right. I think we, we, you're not likely to see Diaz getting regular game time. Eight million no. is a lot uh, for somebody who's not going to play regularly. On the other hand, he is going to be playing at the front of uh, probably one of the best attacking teams in the country. Yes, uh, definitely. Which means that he's more likely to get goals than a lot of midfielders in FPL. Uh, yeah. So who knows? A long-term injury or something... And uh, people might jump on him in the same way they jumped on Tamakis when Andrew Robertson couldn't play. And that turned out quite yep. well for a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, again, 8 million, it's a bit annoying that he's so much. But I think it's just out of the fact that he's effectively going to be a Liverpool forward. Uh, if yeah. they price him any lower, people just get him into his team, even if he wasn't playing, um, you know, like um, Smith Rowe or whatever. <laughs> OK. Then there's the one I think a lot of us are happy to see, uh, which is Ericsson at Brentford. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, that guy put on his Viking hat, called him up and said, uh, yeah, come on over. They have Carlsberg here in, in England as well. So <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the Brentford manager again? I keep forgetting. Um... Last... No, not, that's a Wolves manager. Anyway, obviously, he, he, he whispers, whispers something Danish in his ear. And he's over, but uh, great to see yeah. him back. Great to be playing football, and his career's not over yet. I think he's got plenty more to say about uh, what you know. Plenty more to say on the football pitch left, and 100%. he's in the game for yeah. He's in the game for five point five mil. So yeah, Ericsson, what do you think about I that? I think I think he's a great signing for them. He's going to do a lot for them, um, and he's got some. He's got some. He's got some balls in him, especially after everything he's been through. Um, yeah. to come back to the Premier League because it's much more competitive in here than it is in... Was he in an Italian league, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he was at Inter. Uh, but yeah. then uh, before Euro 2020, I, I think his game time was quite limited. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, like, I, I wish him the best. And um, I think he will he will get back into the flow of things. 
Um, mm. I suppose he done a brilliant job in the midfield, and I can see him doing the same. Yeah. Um, within um, Brentford. Brentford. Okay, I'm going to yeah. play devil's advocate here. Yeah, because I'm yeah. like that. Okay, first of all, I think. Uh, oh God, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Brentford manager's name. Okay. Anyway, I think he likes to play a three-five-two, and I'm not sure how that suits Ericsson. Um, people say, oh, he'll do fine. He was in a three-five-two at Inter under uh, Conte, uh, but then for a while, for the longest time, Conte stopped playing him. So that's number one. Number two, if you go back and look at Ericsson's performances for Spurs, yes, they were very good. But when it came to set pieces, he actually wasn't all that effective. His, mm. he, hardly got, he rarely got assists from corners and his uh, free kick, direct free kicks rarely went in. And uh, although I recall a couple of indirect free kicks providing assists, uh, people like Ben Davis uh, and uh, I think even Harry Kane has taken some free kicks at Spurs. And, um, yeah, I, I think players like them um, and Kieran Trippier, obviously, when he was there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's looking, it's, it's looking exciting. 5.5 is a steal. Yeah, obviously, they're taking into account that he's playing for Brentford. And yeah. uh, if he starts getting like 60, 70 minutes on the regular, then he, he could be a steal as well. Uh, but all, all I'm saying is be careful because he could be another Alexis Sanchez. But uh, <laughs> I could just be a stirrer there. Uh, I'm going to stop stirring. Uh, let's move swiftly on. Um, okay. Everton, statement of intent. Frank Lampard's at the wheel. And uh, they decided they needed to freshen up that uh, relatively overcrowded midfield of theirs, to be honest, I have to say, with uh, Deli yeah. Ali, who's in FPL for 6.2 mil. And Johnny Fred the Beak, who's in there for 5.7 mil. I'm quite... I'm a little bit more excited about Donny than I am with Christian. Um, not Christian. Than I am with um, uh, my head's gone. Dele. Del Deli Ali. Yeah. Just purely based on the fact that I've seen what um Deli's been doing in in Spurs when he gets the opportunity to play, and he's been okay. But mm. when Donny comes on as a as a sub at United, he's so much. He's got so much more enthusiasm about him. He looks like he can change games, and I think. Now he's got the opportunity to be at Everton. I think he will start, and I think he yeah. he's going to really showcase. Like it's it's going to be like a okay, you signed me, you didn't play me. Let me show you what you're missing. Kind of attitude. I think so. Um, I mean, Van der Beek was uh, a hot property for quite a while. Yeah, you know, uh, when after the performances in that IX team, and he looks to me like given ninety minutes and the right position and the right manager and the right team. Could say that about practically any player, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> he could do some damage. So I'm, I'm very curious about that. Um, obviously, obviously, the big question is it's like I said just a minute ago the midfield. So you've got Gray, you've got Townsend, you've got Dukuri, you've got Allen. Richarlison occasionally plays in the midfield as well. And, you know, how on earth are Ali and Van der Beek going to fit in there? Somebody's going to get benched. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting one. Um, so Frank Lampard, um, people say he's an attacking manager. He plays 4-3-3. I think that's his preferred formation. I, I don't know if he's an attacking manager per se, but the only thing I do remember from Frank Lampard from his time at Derby and his time at Chelsea is that his teams didn't really defend all that well. They leaked mm. a lot of goals. 
Uh, but we're yeah. not talking about defense here. Uh, so we'll just wait and see what's going to happen at top. You know, DCL is is still a quality striker, and yeah. you know, whoever plays in midfield, they're in for a chance for assists, aren't they? I suppose. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I envision a kind of four four two like formation. Oh. Um, that's what I kind of see. I see DCL and Richarlison at the top. I see two holding mids, and then I see Gray on the left and someone else on the right. Yeah, interesting, interesting. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, then. So uh, then we have Veghorst. Uh, who's the new striker at Burnley, effectively the replacement for um, Chris Wood. And he's in the game for 6.5 mil. And I thought okay. this was interesting because, um, okay, first of all, the, from an FPL point of view, Burnley are interesting anyway because they've got so many games to reschedule. So they're looking at quite mm-hmm. doubles <laughs> in, the, in the coming weeks. Uh, so they definitely want a lot of people are keeping their arm and second and i'm one of them secondly mm. i was a little bit surprised by this signing because it seems that um uh sean dice is saying i don't really rate ashley barnes and i don't really rate jay rodriguez which is a bit harsh uh but the third thing i want to say is their courses have arrived and all of a sudden everyone's forgotten about maxwell corney and I'm thinking, you flipping mad. Mm. Axel Corday's a demon. All right, go for Vekos if you want. Uh, but if Bernie have a few tasty double game weeks coming up, I think I'm still going to, if it was a choice between Vekos and Corday, Corday for me every time. You know, more than anything else, Corday yeah. is a midfielder, so he gets an extra point for a goal. So it's yeah. uh, no-brainer for me. But uh, what about you? Um, Corne definitely like especially as well like when I've seen him play he definitely like passed the eye test for me so mm. um, I, I hope he continues to play let's put it that way yeah yeah same same um, alright Newcastle they've made quite a few signings yes uh, uh, obviously um, I'm just going to mention Bruno another Bruno yes uh, yep. I think it's pronounced Guimares Guimares uh, yeah now he's in the game for five mil which suggests to me that the people doing the pricing at fpl see him as uh as more as a number six than mm. anything else because they tend to get priced 4.55 mil uh, they obviously don't think he's got much assist or goal scoring potential but it depends it really does depend uh i from what i know of him he's definitely a skillful player and uh even if he's not going to be getting forward or attacking, he may improve Newcastle's attack all round. Um, but uh, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I saw him. He looks more like a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's got some attacking um, ability, but he's also quite can be quite defensive as well. I think um, the price he's ranked at probably suits his abilities. And his hence position, um, I don't think he's going to be the main man, so to speak, for creating chances at Newcastle. But you know, it's 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 in the right direction. I think um, like they 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 have very limited people in the midfield that can do this job. They've got John Josh LV, and more recently they were actually having um, Joe Linton drop <laughs> to play that role. So I think it would be nice to have someone who's naturally playing that role for them. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a definite upgrade over John Joe Shelby. Uh, that's right, yeah. I said it. I don't care who anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, uh, and that uh, kid, Almiron, uh, so much was expected of him when he first came in, and it's not quite materialised. Don't get me wrong, he runs a lot, and he really tries yeah. his best, but it's nothing's happening. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that might be a bit of a step up there. Um, I mean, was there anybody else you wanted to talk about, Newcastle, before we move on to the last person or last no, team? No, we can I move on. Yeah. Okay. Kulusevsky at uh, Spurs. In FPL, he's been priced at £6 million, a £6 million defender. What do we think? Um, I've not actually heard of this guy. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, uh, he's a Swedish international, and uh, I can't remember where he started his career, uh, but he was a hot property, and Juventus signed him up. By, by the looks of it, they didn't play him an awful lot. Um, again, I really rate him in terms of test skills and technical ability. Uh, uh, he He's an attacking midfielder. I think he can play on either flank. Uh, and probably through the middle as well. From what I remember seeing of him, I think Juventus like to play him through the middle. Uh, but um, again, with Spurs, you could say they're probably a little bit overstocked in that department. So, mm. you know, he's he's got, um, he'll be up against Lucas Moura, he'll be up against Son, um, he'll be up against um, Bergwijn, uh, you know, so um, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in there. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't heard of him. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into him after this call and um, <laughs> keep an eye on him. Um, yeah. Did you know Ferran Torres was sold to Barcelona? Yes. Yeah. That's that's good now. So let's let's people for Pep to rotate. And I think that <laughs> that secures. Honestly, I think that secures Mares his right wing role. Yeah. I mean. Um... Briefly, uh, Mares, he's actually posts good numbers, even though he doesn't seem to play as regularly as a lot of the other midfielders at Man City. So um, I don't begrudge anybody bringing him in. And uh, we, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, though. Let's say for the sake of argument that Man City do sew up the Premier League title. Um, yeah. You know, is he going to get saved for Champions League, for example? Or are you going to see more of him in the Premier League? Be interesting. Yeah, more will be. Yeah, but no, Ferran Torres is at Barcelona. Um, I'm not going to uh, um, uh, go heavy on this uh, because you all know my views about this from the, 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 from the FPL chat, uh, the WhatsApp <laughs> chat group. But I just, I'm just like, I my mind boggles. Like, as far as I know, they still, the registration of him still has not been approved by La Liga. He's sitting there, he's getting paid all that money. And Seriously. I that's the last I heard his his registration still has not been approved. Um, I don't know if it makes a big deal, if it's a big deal because I think he still might be injured at the moment. Um, that's but, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I I don't know. And, and, and uh, again with um, oh god, I've got to stop myself now. Right, that's for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. said on that. Okay, well, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks very yeah. much. Uh, for joining me on the pod really appreciate it if you're Cheers. listening to the pod yeah if you're listening to the pod on youtube don't forget to hit like and subscribe help us out it's all good you know you feel good about yourself feel good about us hit hit like hit subscribe um you know we really appreciate if you do that and remind everyone again when game week the next game week 24 starts um <laughs> i don't know off the top of my head do you Saturday, i think 
Oh, okay, then. Uh, it's really silly because game week 25, 23 ends tomorrow, Friday, and then mm-hmm. game week 24 starts the following day on the Saturday. Um, oh, right, yeah. Although, I'm looking here. Sorry. Hang on. It says, it says the deadline is... Um, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not Saturday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's still confusing as hell, though. Yeah. That is so uh, confusing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you've got Tuesday uh, to pick your team. Uh, Tuesday the 8th of Feb, that is 6.15 uh, cool. GMT. Um, when is, we're going to do another pod before then. Yes, definitely. Uh, finally, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, FPL underscore bros. Sorry, at FPL underscore bros. Uh, but until the next episode, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And hopefully we see Mane and Salah have a nice bus journey back home. No beef. <laughs> no beef. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>